And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Granite Transformations. Done in a day, beautiful for life. Oh, there goes that live studio audience again. Woo! I could get used to this. I could get used to this every Saturday. Welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton, and we are broadcasting live from our live lounge today. And my next guest says, the more you know the more you can eat. Well, I'm all for that. (laughs) Carolyn O'Neill is a registered dietitian, award-winning author and journalist who reported on the food and travel show at CNN for nearly 20 years and her new cookbook that I love, The Slim Down South Cookbook. So, Carolyn. Hello. The more you can eat, the more you know, the more you can eat. (laughs) Well, it's also true as a registered dietitian, the more you eat, the more you weigh. Yes, yes. (laughs) Or as a friend of mine said, the more you drink, the more you think you know. Exactly. Well, that's that's more like it, and we're going to be doing that a little but, bit later. But really, what I mean by that is I think with nutrition, you know, the more you know, the more you can eat. There's so many things that people cut out of their diets because they think, oh, no, I shouldn't have gluten, and maybe that's not really their problem right. at all. But the more you know about something like that, you can learn, like, well, there are people with celiac disease, there are people who are gluten intolerant, but um, a lot of gals that I talk to, especially in the college-age crowd, will say, you know, I'm going to go gluten-free because I want to lose weight. Then they go, and I've discovered these delicious chocolate chip gluten-free cookies so i'm like oh well good luck with that girlfriend you know and they eat the whole bag yeah (laughs) because it's gluten-free it's gluten-free yeah so it must be good for you okay but there are so many myths out there and there are nutrition myths about southern food i mean southern food is so posh right now you go into the fanciest restaurant across the world and southern food whether it be mac and cheese collards Anything, ham hock, it's on the menu. So we're mainstream. That's right. You know, when I was writing the book, the Slim Down South Cookbook, and look at the tagline, eating well and living healthy in the land of biscuits and bacon. (laughs) And uh, our friends up north said, Carolyn, uh, Southern and healthy, isn't that an oxymoron? And I said, you know what? Southern is healthy. You bet your biscuits it can be healthy. Because this is where the farms are, Belinda. This is where the beautiful fruits and vegetables and fresh foods. And we, we grill in the summer and we do- eat these delicious peaches and tomatoes. So you tell me what's not healthy about Southern foods and how we glorify. Another part of being healthy is sitting around the table and enjoying time with family and friends, right? And you know that uh, research shows that that adds to the mindfulness. You're not gobbling it down. When I see people walking down the street eating a sandwich, I'm like, oh, bless your heart. Don't you have a friend to sit down and share a meal with? <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm putting on a little more Southern accent there than I probably should. But you know what I mean? That is also a part of that mindfulness. And that's what the M in Slim down South, it's enjoying a meal with family and friends is healthy. And I mean, I grew up with my father having a garden. And we ate fresh vegetables every night. And then uh, when we had an abundance, we canned and froze. And that's becoming mainstream. I mean, canning amongst the millennials is becoming popular again. And, you know, it's interesting. The S in Slim Down South, you know, I love a little acronym. That stands for Savor the South, which essentially that's what you're doing. But it's also interesting about canning. You know, a lot of people will say, uh, oh, avoid processed foods. Now, I know what they're trying to say, but actually canned vegetables um, are just as nutritious, even sometimes more nutritious even than the fresh. Uh, So Are you talking about the canned in the grocery store or the canned that... 
someone well, grandma has canned. Well, I think, you know, obviously, even canned in the grocery store, these folks know what they're doing. Uh, canned tomatoes, for instance, you can understand they're more concentrated than a fresh tomato. Believe me, I love a fresh tomato, and that is good for you. But when you can food, sometimes it concentrates the, the nutrients, like the beta carotene. So they make you feel better. Again, the more you know, the more you can eat. So you want to have fresh. But let's say if you can't get to fresh, the freezer is your friend. It's sort of nature's pause button, you know, whether it's for, you know, uh, frozen peas or, or corn niblets or whatever, you can add to your corn muffins to add more fiber, more nutrients. So again, as I'm sort of an equal opportunity uh, dietitian when it comes to the fruits and the vegetables, and often the canned foods, and look for the ones that are low in sodium, they do taste better now. But I think it makes it more accessible and affordable. And uh, sometimes, you know what? You got a last minute invitation to um, a potluck, throw together a three bean salad with, you know, some, even if it's um, the canned green beans, the wax beans, maybe some, uh, what, like garbanzo beans or something like that, you're good to go. Well, but we've always heard that cooking. And, and processing through the canning will cook out the nutrients. Well, you know what's interesting? Here in the state of Georgia, at the University of Georgia, is the National Center for Food Preservation. For any of you who are attempting to do home canning, this is your go-to website, and it's home preservation. At, just Google it. Um, and you have to follow directions. A lot of times you'll say, well, I'm going to cut back on the sugar. I'm going to cut back on the salt to make it healthier. Often that will not work. And sometimes you can even be putting yourself at health risk with, you know, nobody wants botulism. Nobody wants an improperly canned product. You can't just uh, sort of freelance, you know what I mean, when you're doing the home canning. So, you know, to your point, though, when you can, it's there's cold canning, cold preservation, and then there's heat. Okay. Vitamin C, of course, will be destroyed with high heat. But guess what else is destroyed with high heat? bacteria and different things like that that you need to do, again, for nature's pause button, whether canning or, or freezing. So follow the directions on home canning, no matter how enthusiastic you are about your stuff from the farmer's market and then putting in those beautiful little ball jars. You know, we're drinking our bourbon out of them. People are making like, <laughs> you know, like chandeliers out of them. You go on Pinterest and you see the, you know, the mason jar weddings. Right. I mean, you know, but follow the directions. Okay. I'm looking at the cover of your latest cookbook, the Slim Down South cookbook, I see fried chicken mm. and cornbread. Mm-hmm. How are you slimming that down? Because well, I'd you, like to have some. Well, you know, I think, you know, it's not just getting more fruits and vegetables into your diet, which we know that should be half your plate, by the way. And who doesn't love all those gorgeous things? But I think it's also techniques. And I through, through Southern Living's Test Kitchen, and each of these recipes were tested three times. I mean, you know, you talk about overachievers over there in the Test Kitchen in Birmingham. Um, The fried chicken, for instance, you asked about. What we did was we removed the skin. Do not panic. It is absolutely delicious because... I don't like the skin. And and then you're cutting down on the fat. You're cutting down on saturated fat, which is the things associated with heart disease. But the chicken itself with the batter that we have that has a little bit of also um, some whole wheat flour in it too and lots of spices just like the kernel, all kinds of spices in there, which are good for us. And so it's crunchy. That's what we want, right? And then the meat of the chicken is tender, which is what we want. It is not deep fat fried. It is pan fried and on, on the stove in okay. peanut oil. And I have done this recipe a number of times. It's amazing when you do it at the right temperature with clean oil, how much of the oil is still left in the pan. So it's not going into the chicken. It's not. So I always say straighten up and fry right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Get the right temperature and the right oil, and then you'll have less fat and obviously less total calories still with the joy of the crunch in the flavor. So if you your oil is too hot, you're going to burn it. If it's too low, then it's going to saturate into the food that you're cooking. 
Yeah, that's right. Like a little sponge. You know, anybody who's ever like, you know, fried, you know, you're trying to get the eggplant ready when you're doing an eggplant parmesan. It's you may as well have a kitchen sponge in there. How much oil that it, um, of course, soaks up. And there's some tricks there, too. But the techniques in the book and Slim Down South um, and you'll see like even on the cover, we've got a piece of chicken. We've got some greens that, yes, they're seasoned with with ham. You know, it's like an accessory. I say like your ham, your cheese, uh, the cream, the butter, all these kinds of things are kind of like when you get dressed. You know, you don't want to have too many baubles and bangles and beads. You know, you kind of ruin an outfit. So I say when you're using those sort of sugary ingredients and savory ingredients that are like your hams or cheeses, use just enough as an accessory. Don't overload the plate. And then guess what? It tastes good and it's healthful. Okay, bacon. You left bacon out of that. Did I leave bacon you out? You left bacon. We haven't discussed we, bacon. Well, let me just tell you one thing about pork today. Pork is actually has a lot of good nutrients in it. And bacon, here's what I like about bacon. Again, like the pearls or whatever kind of a accessory you want, a pretty scarf. to. I think bacon, a little bit, goes a long way for a lot of joy. Now, here's a tip that we used in the book. We suggest you look for, and it is a little more expensive, but it's center cut bacon. Have you seen that in the stores? It's center cut. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's more, there's more meat to it. So, you know, more lean than Mm -hmm. there is the streak. Right. And uh, therefore, when you cook it, less of it disappears, right? And so you're actually going to get probably more value. And so about 20% fewer calories. And so I say worth it to get that bacon flavor. So go ahead and uh, and choose your center cut bacon. So I fixed uh, Brussels sprouts the other day and I I put... um, a little bacon crumbles on top, but then I sauteed my Brussels sprouts in bacon grease. <laughs> well, a little bit again goes a long way. You know, I say, again, it's about flavor. And the I in Slim Down South, guess what that stands for? Indulge a little. Because research has shown, like the National Weight Control Registry, which is out in Colorado, people who learn, I don't know what your splurge, is it something cheesy, something chocolatey? Uh, Salty. So, okay, sweet. So everybody's got their splurge. So if you learn to en- embrace it and allow yourself, right, mm-hmm. then you indulge a little, guess what? You'll be happier longer and then for you'll enjoy the beautiful greens that are here with a little bit of bacon. Well, we're going to indulge ourselves with a little more talk with Carolyn O'Neill, who is a dietary nutritionist, and we'll be back with more talk with her right after this. You're listening to Atlanta Living. Thank you, Scott Slade. And you're listening to Atlanta Living, broadcasting live from our live lounge uh, this Saturday. And my guest is Carolyn O'Neill. She is a registered dietitian and personality, uh, author, blogger. She is a media uh, mega star. And she's all over CNN. Well, you know what? I do write for the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. I have a weekly column um, in the paper in the living section every Wednesday called Healthy eating. Healthy eating. And we're going to be doing some healthy drinking later in this half hour. So stick around for that. Okay. So we have been talking about uh, really how healthy Southern food, the roots actually are. So I want to ask you, um, there's been a lot of backlash about diet drinks Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, Diet Coke. 
mm-hmm. for instance, or mm-hmm. any diet soft drink that you want to pick on. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people ask me about, um, Carolyn, should I drink a diet soda? And I've read that or I've heard on the internet, you know, that diet sodas make you fat. Right. Okay. So let's just dissect that a minute. There have been studies that show when they look at huge populations of people and they look at the folks that are, happen to be overweight and they see that they also consume a lot of diet sodas. But did those diet sodas make them fat or is that just a part of what they do and they have that diet soda, that diet Coke and a brownie? Or they have, you know, the big plate of whatever it is and the diet soda. That is really the correlation. More important, the gold standard of studies are human clinical trials. And there was a study done in Colorado, the same folks that do the National Weight Control Registry, and they put two groups of dieters. One got diet sodas, the other got just water, and they Mm -hmm. were both on the same calorie control diet. The diet soda drinkers actually lost more weight than the water drinkers. This doesn't mean I want you to stop drinking water. That's healthy. But what they found was the folks who were on the diet and were allowed to have that little bit of sweet, that diet soda, they reported feeling more satisfied, less hunger. They were happier, okay? And so I say if you enjoy a diet soda or maybe it's... um, um, it is a like an iced tea that right. gets sweetened with sucralose or another low-calorie sweetener. Use it as a tool in weight management. And uh, one of the best uh, sources that I've found is a website called um, theskinnyonlocal.org. And there's all kinds of information there on sweeteners that really, again, the more you know, the more you can eat. Well, that sounds fabulous. I'm going to check it out. Carolyn O'Neill, thank you for joining us. You want to give out a quick website? Well, uh, my book, The Slim Down South Cookbook, if you visit my website, carolynoneal.com, I welcome you there. I have all kind of fun blogs, too, every week. Another fun topic to discuss, all right, we're and gonna I welcome you. We're going to sip wine next. Stick around. Okay, that's all You're part of the plan. Indulge living. a little. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Granite Transformations. Done in a day. Beautiful for life. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. We are broadcasting live from our live lounge today. With me, everybody has a glass of wine. So let's raise a cheer to come on me. Wine from Eagle Distributing. And Eagle Distributing is in Norcross. I have with me Josh Colbreth. He's a Senior Director of Wine and Spirits. And Carly Ely Kelso, Director of Wine and Spirits. Tough job, guys. Somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Right. We gladly step up. <laughs> yes. So Come On Me is from Napa Valley, California. But you say it's it's heart-crafted Napa Valley wine. So when you say heart-crafted, what does that mean? So it was founded in 2006 by three Italians, Dario, Valentino, and Stefano, came to Napa, and they wanted to bring their Italian tradition to the Napa Valley soil. So they have a passion for unwavering dedication and a fierce commitment to quality and integrity. They seek to demystify wine, make it approachable, understandable, and unintimidating. So these Italians came from wine region, but they wanted to bring their Italian wine knowledge to Napa Valley. They did. Okay, so this was in 2006. So um, tell me about the wines, and and we have a sparkling wine in front of us, uh, uh, Carose. Yes, it's a uh, it's it's a sparkling wine. It's very similar to uh, prosecco. Uh, they wanted to make it in a prosecco style and and to Is the heritage. Is it just me, Josh, or prosecco just make this like huge resurgence or 
popularity. It absolutely has. Um, you know, it, it's a sparkling wine, so it's, um, it's, it's not as expensive as champagne. It's, um, I think it's better. <laughs> it is really, really good, especially this one. This one's very light and refreshing. A lot of strawberry flavors, very easy to drink, and it's, it's priced right as well. So it's something you can have as a daily celebration instead of a once-a-year celebration. And it's, it's lovely on a hot day like today because you said it's, it's light, and rosés have been given a bad rap over the years as yes. kind of being the, yes. the, the low man's wine. But yes. um, that's, not, that's not the case. I mean, they're really a nice, light wine, a rosé. Yes. The, the rosés have taken have, have had an incredible resurgence in the last six to seven years. Um, seven, eight years ago, it was really hard to sell rosé in the Atlanta market. Not to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her Franzia in the refrigerator? Right on. Now, if you go into any nice wine shop in, in Atlanta or in the state of Georgia, you'll see a, a very wide selection of rosés from Provence to California. Um, they're very refreshing, especially in a 100-degree temperature. It's, uh, it's really nice on a, a nice hot day like today. Now, what would you serve this with? You could serve it with absolutely nothing and just sit on the back porch <laughs> and relax and enjoy it. Um, or you could serve it with like a, a, a salad with balsamic and strawberries and a little feta cheese uh, to start your dinner with. But uh, it's easy to go with or without food. Okay, so Anna, and we can start maybe, um, I see our, our audience, our studio audience has, has also tried. Do we get a thumbs up on the sparkling rosé, everybody? All right. So we can start. Um, we have a, another wine that we're going to be trying. But in the meantime, so how do you how do you store a rosé uh, sparkling? Does that age? Is that something that ages like other wines? The longer, the better, or not? Not traditionally with rosé. Um, with rosé from Champagne, it will last for a significant amount of time. With rosé, you normally want to drink it in the vintage year. Um, rosés are two years old or three years that aren't bad. They're they're just not as fresh as the vintage year. So you want to try and drink the vintage year. So it turns into your um, your salad dressing vinegar after that, right? <laughs> yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the, the winery in Napa Valley. The winery is, is located directly in Napa Valley. Um, the winery itself is in a, is a structure. It's in a, it's kind of in a commercial industrial building. Um, they did that intentionally as they grow the business. They didn't have the money to build the infrastructure and to build the large, the large winery. So they wanted to put all the emphasis on the quality of the wine um, and to also give it to everyone at a fair price point. Right. So what would this wine retail for? Um, around $15. Oh, that's very, that's very doable. Okay. All right. So do we have a, another wine that we want to try? And that will be the, is it do it for, do it for the love white wine? Yes. yes. So okay. our do it for the love. This is a white blend. This is a hundred percent of the proceeds of this wine go to the foundation. Do it for the love. It was founded by musician Michael Franti and ER nurse Sarah Aga. And it's a nonprofit wish granting foundation that brings people in advanced stages of life-threatening illness, children with severe challenges, and wounded veterans to live concerts. So they partner with musicians around the world to create one-of-a-kind experiences for um, the people. Oh, so every all the proceeds from this particular wine goes to this charity? 100% of the proceeds. And they have a red and a white blend. We're trying the white blend 
today, which is a blend of Chardonnay, Viognier, Muscat, and Sauvignon Blanc. Wow. So what is the benefit, Josh, of having a, a blend? The, the, the biggest benefit is to, um, you can have very consistent quality year over year. Um, you can change your flavored profile very quickly. Um, you can add a little bit of muscat to, in, to increase the residual sugar to make it uh, a little bit more broadly appealing. Um, but it helps you create a very consistent product. And it's something that in Napa Valley to have a product that's under $20 is, is really tough. Um, so it helps to create a consistent product. It helps it. Blends are very popular right now because year over year you can, you know, you can have a very nice wine at a very good price point. So tell me about the weather on your wine, uh, the weather on your wines. You're 2006. Are you able to grow all the grapes that you use at your at your winery, or are you having to import some of the grapes? And I know a lot of the vineyards have to have to do that, or do import a lot of their grapes. They do. Um, it, that's that's where the price is, yeah. is biz, the biggest factor, especially yeah. with the wine. Is it, it depends on where the grapes are grown. Um, what is very unique about Kamomi is that it, all the wines are grown in Napa Valley. Okay. Um, and Napa Valley is a it's a very it's a beautiful area, and it normally uh, it's normally a higher price wine as well. So they do something a little bit different, um, and they're priced uh, very right for Napa Valley to for everyone to enjoy. So. Tell me about the climate of Napa Valley. So it must be very chilly at night and mild temperatures during the day. Yes. Yeah. It, you know, it depends. Um, every year is a little bit different, uh, obviously. Uh, but sometimes the day it gets very warm, um, 80, 90 plus degrees. But there's always a nice cool breeze blowing through. At night it gets, um, you know, depending upon the time of the year, but it gets really cool. So it, the the grapes have a chance to to produce and to ripen the right way especially napa valley okay okay i'm trying the um do it for the love of white wine <laughs> i love the name okay <laughs> cheers everybody cheers. all right let me know what you think okay that is a very that is a bold white it's very flavorful it's, it's very nice flavorful. fruit in the front palate and very flavorful very round it would pair great with some lightly seasoned fish. So a perfect summer wine with a light summer meal. Okay, I totally agree. That is a that is a, a lot of whites. People, um, I know I have friends that are like, oh, you like whites. They're so blah tasting in your mouth. And I'm like, if you would just try a good white, yes. they will stand up to a lot of reds. Yes, they will. If you, if you pick the, the right white. Okay, what about... Pairings. Um, a lot of people are really starting to get away with. You can only have reds with red meat and whites with fish or pasta. Now it's kind of whatever you want. It is. I, I think it's it's whatever you like to drink and whatever you like to eat with what you're drinking. I don't think that it has to be said. I think there's traditional traditional things that are set. Um, Cabernets with red meat or Chardonnay with chicken, but. Um, there's, you know, there's a, there's a, it really just goes back to what you like to drink it with. So for the love of white wine, is that aged in a, in a, in oak? Yes, it's, it's aged in American oak. In American oak for about how long? I think it's about six months. Six months. Okay. Cause I, I taste a little oakiness to that wine. Um, so people can't tour this, this winery. 
or can they? You can. You can absolutely go to the winery, and, 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 and they're open to entertaining anyone that comes out there. They're very open to showing the winery. It's, it's nothing that um, – it's a, it's a nice winery. It's, it's very clean. Their grape source is, is really good, but um, they haven't built the, the larger winery that you would envision yet, but they, they're putting it right back into the bottle. They do have a pizza restaurant that you can a pizza parlor i guess that you can visit right in downtown napa where they serve all of their wine with traditional italian fare and pair it for you oh that's great well i mean they they make seven different wines there are two that we just don't have time to drink today folks <laughs> so we will get to a little bit later we're going to take a break we are speaking with carly ely kelso and josh colbreth from eagle rock district uh, Dist- I see. I've had two glasses of wine. What can I <laughs> Distributing. And uh, we're going to be back with more Atlanta Living right after this. Amora Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. And welcome back to our final segment of Atlanta Living for this show. We are broadcasting live from our live lounge. And my guest this hour is... Come on me, wine from Eagle Distributing in Norcross, Georgia. I have Josh Colbreth, Senior Director of Wine and Spirits, and Carly Ely Kelso, Director of Wine and Spirits. And you guys have brought our studio audience um, lots of tastings, and everyone's having a grand time. Boy, they livened up really fast <laughs> with a couple of uh, glasses of wine in their hand. So, uh, Josh, what is the proper way to taste wine? We now have uh, the Come on me, Cabernet Sauvignon. So, I mean, we're just gulping this stuff down because it's so delicious, but I'm sure there is a proper way that we're supposed to do this. You're swishing. There, there, is, there is a proper way. Um, I think it's really starting with just getting some air to the glass, just spinning it around a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm afraid I'm going to spill it. Okay. <laughs> we're swishing around in the glass like, yeah. you know, you tell your children not to do. Okay, um, and that aerates it. Next is a look at the color. Um, you can see the viscosity. You can tell a lot about a wine just by looking at it before you even taste it. This is it's dark. Um, it looks like it's very rich. You have a hard time seeing through the, through the wine. It's very clear. Um, and the next is, is to smell it before you taste. So you, you smell smells good enough blueberries to and uh, <laughs> maybe some dark chocolate. Uh, and the next is the taste. Okay. And if, I mean, am I just supposed to taste it or I see those people swish it around and then they spit. Yeah. Yeah. It, so <laughs> we taste a that. lot. Um, we tasted last Monday over 32 wines. And the only way to get through that is to, to smell, taste, and then spit. Okay. Know what you're tasting. <laughs> okay. You're not going to do that now, are you? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> okay. That is a, this is a. A Cabernet Sauvignon. So that's a full-bodied red wine. It is. It's um. It is traditional Napa Valley Cabernet, um, uh, and it, it's it's got it's very rich and very dark. There's a lot of dark fruit, um, a little bit of dark chocolate. It's balanced well. It's a really nice wine. Uh, it's around the twenty dollar price point, and uh, that's a great price. It's a great price, especially to be a Napa Valley designate. You know that Napa Valley is now kicking Italy and, and Spain and Argentine butt when it comes to wine. They are. You know, there's, you know if, if you look at the culture and, and the people that have moved there, there's a lot of people that have moved there from all over the globe. 
um, and this family, uh, they came from Italy. They they grew up in the business, and they they learned um, how to make wine in, in Italy, and they brought their tradition to California. And so, our plan is to keep producing what we're producing. Or are we going to introduce more wine? You never know. So there's a lot of varietals in the red blends and the white blends. So there might be single varietals coming soon. Um, but you never know. Right now, it's uh, this is a, it's a complete line of seven wines, and but you never know. So if people are listening and they're like, God, I want to try that, or people in the audience want to pick up a bottle of these wines that we've talked about, where can they go? I would go to your local, um, your, your closest wine shop. Uh, they should have it. If not, if you would request it, I'm sure we could, we could take care of them. <laughs> okay. Come on me. Uh, wines from Eagle Distributing. Thank you so much, Carly and Josh. It's Thank been you. fantastic. Cheers. All right, folks, you've been listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.